sponsored by Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, LSS Insurance, Young Truck and Trailer, DD Auto and Salvage, My Mattress, Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, Elements Restaurant, White Pine Funeral Home, Chem Dry of Northern Utah, Aegis Home Health and Hospice, Les Olson Company, Prodigy Brewing, Cash Valley Bank, Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Daryl's Appliance, Advanced Fireplace and Stove, S.E. Needham Jewelers, and Golden Spike Electric. It's KVNU Aggie Cole with Al Lewis and Eric Branson. It's a, a, a painting of the football game tonight would be like I had painted it because uh, I have no artistic skills at all. But you know what? The Aggies won the game, and that's the most important under the circumstances. With all kinds of things going wrong tonight, the Aggies still win the game 17-13 over Colorado State and do win their second conference game, get to 2-1 and one in conference play, and do it without Cooper Lega after he did engineer one scoring drive in this game and got the Aggies the lead at that time, as I recall, 7-3 on that touchdown pass to McGriff in the first half. And then, as it turned out, again, he did not return after that. And uh, it was Levi Williams who came in. And by the end of the first half, he also was injured. And the last snap of the first half was Bishop Davenport, the Utah State freshman. And then it was Davenport who engineered two scoring drives in the second half, enough to give the Aggies a 17-10 lead. Air Force did kick, or I'm sorry, Colorado State kicked a field goal. But Utah State wins this one 17-13 over at Fort Collins, and again, uh, we are here for our post-game Aggie call. We'd love to have you join with us, and it's Al Lewis with Eric France and Ryan Bohm, the former Aggie running back, joining with us tonight, and uh, making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Thermal Fisher Scientific is one of our game day sponsors. We appreciate them, and guys, um, your initial reaction to tonight, and we're going to hear reactions, we hope, from folks, text line, phone line, but what do you think? Who's starting? Eric? You look like you're on the verge of saying something. Sure. Well, it wasn't pretty, um, but Bishop Bishop Davenport, uh, wow. I mean, dude throws a nice ball. Uh, He's Didn't uh, complete many passes while he was in there, but boy, he got the touchdown on a great run. He did, and you know what? We've seen this script before. Maybe that's why we we shouldn't be too overly concerned when a Utah State quarterback goes out, (laughs) because we've seen this many, many different times. Yeah, but two went out tonight. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Where a quarterback goes out and the next guy up comes in and helps the team advance to a victory. So uh, it wasn't pretty, but a win's a win. Uh, Ryan? Oh, just a second here. I thought I had your microphone figured out again, but i got to press one more button. I had it earlier. Let's try that. Yes. There we go. Hey, it was ugly, but we got the W, and that's all that matters. And so, yeah, there's lots to talk about with this game, but, I mean, if you had told me that we were going to have our fourth-string quarterback in and we were going to be down at half, uh, you know, I wouldn't have given us much of a chance to win the football game. So the fact that we scrapped it together, defense played good enough, offense did just enough to win. You know, we missed two field goals too. I mean, there was a lot of things that went against us. Had a block punt in the game. Block, block punt. Uh, the fact that we could scrape out a win, a conference win, an important win. Uh, I just, that's it's fantastic. I'm elated that this was able to happen. We gave up two times really good field position uh, turnovers in this game. Our defense held it to two field goals out of that. So once again, our defense did, in a lot of ways, win this football game besides Davenport and getting those two scoring drives. Our defense did really play pretty well. And again, Colorado State's on their third quarterback, too. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, honestly, I expected that Utah State secondary uh, and even that uh, Utah State defensive front to create more turnovers today than they did. But give them credit for what they they did do. Uh, They got after that quarterback. There were a lot of quarterback hurries and uh, knocked him around, sped him up a bit. Uh, Gervin Hall with a great uh, interception. Too bad it wasn't a complete pick six. But, but um, yeah, that, that defense did a great job today considering some of the things that were stacked against him with the offense. I mean, first off on the interception, nobody needed to block for him anyhow because he was going to go back all the way. And then he held, he somersaulted into the end zone. And, and I don't know if they would have counted the score or not. Who, who knows with that deal. But, uh, Ryan, our, you know what? The leading receiver in this conference is Torrey Horton, number 14 for Colorado State. Now, they struggled with their passing of their quarterback tonight, but numerous times he had a chance to make catches tonight, and our guys knocked the ball away from him in the secondary. Yeah, we, I, I, I'm sure we game-planned for him. Um, we always kind of bracketed him. Uh, we were able to get enough pressure on a young quarterback that he wasn't putting the ball in great places. And then, you know, he did make a few good throws, and our, our corners got their hands in there and made some plays. So I got to tip my hat uh, to them. They they did. There was there was quite a few opportunities uh, for guys to make catches, and we wrestled it out and, and fought for the ball. So, you know, I think uh, past breakups we probably had more than we've had all year. Yeah, I think that's probably true, at least hands-on balls and things like that. We'll wait and have to see what the final stats show on that area. And and, and you, know, you could tell Daniel Grishik, he's got to be a little super excited to play his old coach from Nevada, and the old coach from Nevada singled him out as a guy to watch, and number nine was a guy to watch tonight. He was really good for Utah State with a lot of pressures, a lot of, and he made tackles and plays and things like that. After, the pass. Yeah, after that, I'll tell you what, the first... The first couple of drives, we missed a lot of tackles and let their running back have a little bit. And after that, we seemed to, again, get tougher against the run that made a big difference in this game, too, on defense. Yeah, the the running game early on was uh, they were getting gashed. They gave up big runs, um, but then they bowed up, and I think they got a little better at uh, understanding their assignments and filling those gaps. And then uh, Colorado State struggled rushing the ball in the second half, where that was really their strong suit. And taking some of the pressure off of their young, inexperienced quarterback, but uh, credit Coach Bonda and those uh, the the players for the the uh, adjustments that they made in that second half to get the win. Yeah, he had 92 yards rushing at uh, halftime. Uh, Avery Morrow did, and he ended up with 116 yards in the end of the game. So that's much better. There's an adjustment that we made, that the coaches had to make. And I know that's been one thing we've talked about is, do we make adjustments? Have we done what we've needed to do? And defensively, they had to make adjustments. And Ryan, what does it do to an offensive play caller in Anthony Tucker to have to go through these kind of quarterbacks and change things or how he's doing? Because really, other than the ball getting, his arm getting grabbed and giving them a chance to score, we were moving the ball with Legault. We were just having a tough time to get it in the end zone or finish off things, and we missed some field goals. But we might have really been able to run the score up in this game if Legault stays in. Yeah, I don't think it's a close game if Legault's healthy. Um, we were kind of moving it at will, uh, really shot ourselves in the foot a couple times. But, yeah, I think, I think we win that game by, you know, three touchdowns or something if, if he's healthy. But on the offensive coordinator front, it's tough because you really do uh, lose part of the playbook when you change quarterbacks. Now, maybe not so much between Lega and Levi Williams. Levi's not as good of a thrower, obviously, but you could still do a lot of quarterback run and things with him. You, you go to the fourth quarter, I mean, you never think you're going to have your fourth-string quarterback ever in a season. So 
the fact that I felt like the, the playbook was still pretty open. I mean, we threw the ball deep. He, th- he yeah. threw two or three times in that first possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they obviously have some confidence in the kid because they didn't come out and just hand the ball off three times, which I was afraid they were going to do in the second half was just hand the ball off. And I didn't know how we were going to put any points on the board. But give him credit and, and give him credit to just step into those first few throws and march us down the field and get a field goal. That was huge. It was really huge in the game. So, again, our text line's available, and it's 435-339-0321. Phone number is available, 753-5868 locally. Uh, 435-753-5868. You can use the outside 800-369-5868. But, again, uh, nowadays, I don't know if 800s make any difference. I mean, everybody can kind of call the same local, but whatever. Uh, Give us a call if you want or text us, and we'd love to hear from you. Let me take our first break, and then we'll come back and review more of Utah State's 17-13 win over the Colorado State Rams. That's four in a row now. Utah State has beaten Colorado State. And it's brought to you by Daryl's Appliance. They're on Airport Road with KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, you name it. And when your appliances break down, always Daryl's Appliance Repair is great, too. So we're on game day on both the fan and KVNU, and you're listening to it, Aggie fans. Let's hear from you. It's your show. Aggies win, second in a row in conference play, 17-13 the final. For over 20 years, Ages Home Health and Hospice has been providing health care to Cash, Box Elder, and Rich Counties. Whatever or wherever your health care needs, Ages' goal is to meet those needs. Ages Home Health and Hospice core values are character, experience, and trust. Ages, A-E-G-I-S, striving to provide the health care services you need. Ages Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myages.com. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today. Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away, and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Aggie Game Day continues. Sponsored by Advanced Fireplace and Stove on News Talk KVNU and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Utah State won tonight 17-13 over at Colorado State. Again, it was Bishop Davenport that was in there as the Aggie quarterback who ended up pulling out this game for Utah State. Uh, again, with two scoring drives in the second half. And uh, you can tell, Ryan Bohm, that this guy, he's athletic, and he does have an arm, too. He's got some swagger, too, as a 
freshman to come in. And well, that's, he, he's played in big-time games down in Texas. Yeah. I mean, he probably played in stadiums that were, you know, 15,000 <laughs> 15, people. They said 30,000 were there tonight. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, you know. No, he's definitely got some swagger. Uh, he's obviously got an arm. He, he threw a couple balls where there's a zip on it. He wasn't afraid to run. Uh, you know, that touchdown was a great run. That was a great call for that circumstance. Get the young kid out on the edge. Give him an easy throw. If it's a throw, let him be athletic. So, yeah, talk about a bright future. Um, you know, I, you know, maybe there's a quarterback controversy again uh, in a good way with the Aggies over the next couple of weeks. He does have a brother named Bailey who's a sophomore running back uh, on the Utah State team. And, of course, this is a freshman out of Texas, a three-star recruit named the Texas District 14 co-offensive MVP, first-team quarterback in his prep season in 2021. So here he is in 2022 playing for the Aggies. Threw for 7,400 yards during his prep career uh, with 77 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. He rushed for 1,600 yards, 7 yards a carry, 16 touchdowns, and had five 100-yard rushing games, 3,800 yards as a senior as a passer for this team uh, that's down there. So he comes from Spring High School in Spring, Texas to the Aggies. And again, well, there, there's terrific athletes down there, and they play big-time football, and he gets in and does what he had to do. The, the, the fumble that they had while he was in the game, the turnover, was not his fault. He handed it off to the running back, and the running back had the ball stripped out of his arms. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he came in and played great. I mean, and especially with these new redshirt rules where, you know, he can play in four games and still be able to redshirt. Um, you know, if he has to play again next week, that's fine from a redshirt perspective, but get him some good – time out on the field and then put that red shirt back on him and hey uh hopefully Lagar or levi williams is back and healthy and so yeah he gave us some great great minutes and i'm a lot more optimistic about you know this upcoming week knowing that he can play obviously we'd love to have one of those other two back but you know worst case scenario he can he can sling it around and then we have to give uh, we've given Grishik credit. Uh, eventually, MJ Tafisi started to make better stops and tackles. It looked like he was there a lot of the night to make defensive plays. We mentioned some of the the guys in the backfield knocking the ball away. And one, you did get called for the interference there at the end of the game, but he knocked the ball away a couple times. But Calvin Tyler Jr. three straight games now of 100 yards rushing, two. Yeah, he he runs hard. Um, you know, I like him. I just I wish we had a. We've got two small kind of slasher backs, and I like both of them. I just wish we had a bruiser or, you know, somebody with a little more size because, you know, he's not he's not going to go get us. He's not going to run through anybody to get us a first down. And I just, you know, I'd love to see us go out and get a, a, a back that can go get third and one. Uh, kind of, you know, with no question, but but he got the third and one on the, <laughs> the last <laughs> that, thing to run that out. The was clock. A, that was a generous spot. That was I, don't, a generous spot. I don't know if he actually got that. I think that's true too. Advanced Heating Air Conditioning, one of our sponsors. Remember, right now is the time for a maintenance program. You can get your service looked at uh, for the furnace for the winter, and they bring you our post game Aggie call. Jeff wants to join with us on Aggie call tonight. Seven five three KVNU is the number. Jeff. Uh, yeah, it's good to see Bia Bishop come in on short notice, minimal practice, and do just enough and yeah his first attempt may not have been as good as cooper's first attempt but i looked it up and it actually was better than bryce young's first attempt which was only a six yard completion instead of a 16 yard completion <laughs> okay <laughs> okay 
that's interesting. An interesting perspective there. Yeah, he threw he threw a, a 14-yarder to McGriff and a 15-yarder to Vaughn that started the drive, and then Tyler ran for 15 yards that eventually ended up in a 48-yard field goal by Connor Coles after he'd missed a couple. That was right down the middle, which tied the game at 10. First possession of the second half for the Aggies. They get a three and out. He comes back. Tyler runs for 20. And then Davenport himself ran for three. Tyler six. Davenport 19 yards down to the seven-yard line. Threw an incompletion from there. Three yards. And then he did the four-yard little rollout and run for that touchdown with 7.34 to go. That was the last points the Aggies had in the game. But they hold on and win 17-13. Okay. Jeff, anything else? Oh, yeah. This, well, it would be nice to have, would be nice to have a fully healthy Cooper back. But I hope we... We are responsible and don't have him come back too soon and turn it into a permanent thing. But at least we know Bishop can step up with, especially if he has better practice, practice like a full week with the ones and that. But I think there's some stuff there. And, it, I, and, and I guess he's kind of proven too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Jeff. You know, it's um, if. Uh, the trainers will evaluate things. They'll they'll see if if Levi or this is now a big deal in football. Oh yeah, the, the evaluation of concussions with what's the NFL's amplified it all big time now for everybody. This totally, year. and and you don't want to rush it back. You want to be careful. Um, you know, obviously that's much more important than football, and so they're going to be careful with it. And you know, if that means that you know somebody else has to step up, that's fine. Um, I'd be interested to know who's our fifth string guy, like if there's even an option there. Uh, so, you know, we might have to be a little careful with the amount of quarterback run that we do. Uh, but, you know, they do need to be careful with, you know, with Lega, certainly. Okay. Uh, the fifth string is actually a guy named Garrett Larson, who's yeah. from Kaysville. Yeah, he's a walk-on, and uh, he's the guy who's always got the headset on and always helping the quarterbacks during the game. Yep. Logan Bonner's old uh, uh, roommate on the road, so... Okay, yeah. thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your calling on Aggie Call Post Game. Again, we're trying to connect with Colorado State and the press stuff after the game. I'm hoping we're going to get some kind of link of it, having a tough time getting even in through the whole system. I don't know that's over there, it's over here, whatever. But we're back with more of our game day in just a moment. Aggie 17-13. We'll be right back after this. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select Med, are accepted. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. The state's wood stove conversion assistance program is coming to Cash Valley October 17th. Replace your old, outdated wood fireplace and get a rebate of up to $4,000. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, the two-time Best of Northern Utah winner in the fireplace retrofit category, is an authorized vendor for this program. They suggest heat and glow fireplaces or quadrifier pellet and wood stoves. Act quickly. This one will close fast. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Information is online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. 
The Aggies are always number one here. It's KVNU game day with the voice of the Aggies, Al Lewis, Eric Frenson, and Ryan Boehm. Okay, on this uh, Saturday, uh, earlier today, Arkansas 52, BYU 35 in their game. And uh, Ryan, where's the USC and uh, Utah game in the third quarter? It's all like, what's the score now? Uh, 35-28 USC. Uh, the youths just got a sack on second down. So, well, the youths were driving in, fumbled on like the three. Oh. Um, so, you know, it's it's been a back and forth game. Yeah, and it was 21-7 right off the bat. USC had a pretty good lead. In fact, I know they scored early, and then Utah started to get back in that game. Uh, early today, uh, let's see, on high school soccer, Eric, we had Skyview win over Ridgeline. In overtime. One to nothing, I think it was. Yeah. And then Mountain Crest won against Logan. Fives to nothing. And Green Canyon beat Desert Hills. Yes. So those three girls' teams go to the semifinals this next week in 4A. So guaranteed a Region 11 team will be in the championship game. Okay. Which is exciting. That is. Some great girls' soccer going on up here. I think I just saw a few minutes ago that Air Force had scored against UNLV. Last I saw, New Mexico State was leading New Mexico 7-6. to six. And just getting started here in the next few minutes is Fresno State and San Jose and Nevada and Hawaii are the other conference games that are being played tonight. And how about uh, Alabama-Tennessee today? That was a good football game. Really good. I mean, Josh Heupel uh, was here, of course, one year as our offensive coordinator. And uh, it, 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 I don't think he was calling the game quite that good. No. When he it was didn't there. seem <laughs> like it. Let's be honest. I don't think his heart was in it. It was no. not. It didn't seem like it <laughs> as much as uh, the big time. And uh, Tennessee with a big win over Alabama today when it looked like Alabama might win the game at the end with some plays, and they'd come back being behind. And, uh, gosh, t- TCU. Two overtimes beat Oklahoma State. That was a matchup of rated teams today. Michigan pounded Penn State in a matchup of rated teams today. So that was college football. But 17-13 Aggies, and we've got some texting. That yeah, a couple texts Again, remember, 339-0321. Uh, six, seven, six. I didn't have a heart condition before this game. I definitely do now. Great <laughs> win. Uh, yes, that was great. Um, and a couple other comments about the play calling. A lot of compliments on the play calling today for uh, Utah State and the Aggies. Um, six, uh, let's see. Oh, now it's frozen up on me. So, never mind. Maybe we'll go into some more of these texts. Do you think, uh, speaking of playbook, again, you kind of touched on it. Do you think then it changes a, a huge big amount when Bishop Davenport's in there? I think towards the end of the game, obviously they just didn't want to do anything to mess up because you could see our defense were going to keep Colorado State out of the end zone in this game. So Yeah, I... You know, naturally, I would think that it would shrink the playbook, but it didn't seem that way right out of the gates. And then, yeah, you get in the fourth quarter, you got the lead, you're going to run the ball, uh, you don't want to make a mistake, so that makes sense to me. But it, it, it felt like everything was there. I mean, certainly I think the playbook is as open as with Levi, maybe not as much with Cooper, but with Levi, I think... You know, and and Bishop, I think you got the same playbook, and especially if he has a whole week of preparation, mm-hmm. he should have most of the tools for Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that um, he he didn't seem bashful in throwing the ball downfield. Um, There's yeah some throws that weren't great, but um, he I mean guys got a cannon for an arm. Three for nine, forty-one yards, and he rushed for twenty-nine yards on eleven carries. So his stats. Tonight. And the touchdown, which wins the game. His touchdown does. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, there's a couple of rushes there where he just bullied his way to get extra yards to uh, 
to, to make it happen, to keep the, the uh, whole play going. For and he it. had the 19-yard run right before he ran the 7-yard uh, or 5-yard or whatever it was, touchdown. It was a, uh, let's see, where did I write it down? It was a 4-yard touchdown run for a touchdown. So, did he get it refreshed? Uh, it's, it's still uh, locked reloading, up. yeah. We're, try- we're having all kinds of problems getting anything to work tonight. <laughs> Except for Ryan Bohm and Eric France and Al Lewis. We're going along here. Legault, while he was in there, 85 yards. He was 9 for 12. Did throw a touchdown. What a pass that was to Justin McGriff. That was a terrific throw. Fantastic throw. It seems like it has to be a touchdown for McGriff to care enough to go catch it so let's just only throw to him in the red zone otherwise let's throw to somebody else he he, he did uh, <laughs> one time he used one arm and you got to use two i mean the pass wasn't that far ahead of him i didn't think yeah i i don't know what it is but he's not i don't think he's really interested on getting getting blown up across the middle or something because he he just i don't i don't know if the effort's quite there the same with Cobbs, you know or somebody else on the backside. You know, certainly Van Leeuwen, that would have been a great route for him when he was healthy. But, you know, for whatever reason, McGriff, if it's a touchdown, he gets really serious. Uh, if it's not, you know, I don't know if he's that interested. <laughs> so, And Cobb's only three catches tonight. We talked about their leaving receiver not getting one. Our leading receiver only had three. Doesn't didn't seem to be as targeted after. I don't know if that was just what ended up happening or whatever. He was still out there, but uh, it just I guess the passing game just kind of lost its real effort. They went to McGriff a few times there with Davenport in the game and didn't seem to go to Cobbs as much with with Davenport. Yeah, when Cooper was still in there, it was pretty normal. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think all three targets were probably from Cooper. Um, and then maybe you know he and and Davenport don't have the same you know connection or they haven't thrown as many balls you know with each other or whatever maybe he's more comfortable throwing the ball left i don't know because Cobbs is always almost always on the right side that's so right i'm sure there's something in there they'll get it figured out uh, i'm not worried about that okay and so um again we uh th- those are some of the things there and then uh i hope byron vons is not injured badly and his sounded like it might have been more of also some kind of thing with a with a concussion or whatever because he got sandwiched on that plate. Really didn't look like he took a headshot from anybody there, but he definitely was a little bit wobbly going off the field. Yeah, and the way that the trainers you can you can tell a lot um, what kind of injury it is by the way that they're reacting. And you had two trainers around his head holding his head still. He kept trying to get up, and they held him down a little bit. You know, I was encouraged that he did stand up at the end, but my guess is he probably got, uh, you know, his bell rung, and, you know, we might be without him for a week or two as well. Uh, I just I hope not, but, again, it could end up being the case. So, again, we are starting now to – I think we've got some audio here, if I can get this to work. Uh, in the meantime, I do have more texts. I can okay. get into those if you want. Um, 8387 texted in, said, Ugly, but a win is a win. Also, free Ike Larson. Yeah. Well, Ike, it looked like, almost started the game and was out there for a while. We saw number 19 was in there. They introduced him in the starting lineup, the TV did, and he was out there early. But then I I don't know if I noticed him as, as much later on in the game. I saw him try to rush a punt once on the play. Yeah, I don't know. He's had, you said he had a – somebody said he had a brace on in one game or something like that with his knee. Yeah, so. I saw him with uh, – he's had some braces on his knees, but then he shared a, a, a video on social media just the other day of him going up and doing a 360 dunk. Yeah, I saw that. I don't gym. think that was probably right now. Yeah, I don't I know if that was so. in real time. 
Yeah. Um, another text came okay. through, 6740 texting in. Uh, great play calling and ingenuity by our OC within the limitations of a fourth-string quarterback who probably had no practice reps. As terrible as our play calling was for four games, the last two have been terrific. Yeah, yeah very good stuff for Coach uh, Tucker. Uh, so congratulations on the Aggies win tonight, 17-13. I'm going to take a break because I need some help here from some of these technical people here, and we're going to try to hear it. They supposedly have sent us some stuff from the coach from Colorado. They can't set up the Zoom or something's not working there. So it's Riverwoods Conference Center, Cache Valley's largest and most versatile event center, headed towards the holiday season. Make sure you get your reservations for that. And, of course, Elements Restaurant, always with great food. It is our game day post game. We got phone number 753-KVNU. We've got the text line 339-0321 as the Aggies win. 1713 over Colorado State tonight. News Talk KVNU Logan, 102 FM at 610 AM. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. Join us at Prodigy Brewing to celebrate Oktoberfest. Delicious specials going on now through the end of October. Come on down and enjoy brats and German potato salad served with our house-made sauerkraut and mustard. Tankards and house-brewed beer. You keep the tankard. Find us on Instagram for updates on new events throughout the month of October. Whether you're out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Humana is offering Medicare Advantage plans in our area. Come learn about Humana's benefits for 2023 at our free seminar. Call 752-9493 for details or go to our website, lssins.com, for a meeting schedule. If you were happy with Humana in the past, you are going to want to see their benefits now. Call 752-9493 for accommodations of persons with special needs at meetings. Please call 752-9493. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. It's KVNU Aggie Game Day, brought to you by Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning on News Talk KVNU and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Okay, remember how this game started. The Aggies are moving the ball. They get to the Colorado State 34-yard line on their first possession of the game. They've scored on their first possession the last two games that we had played for the first time this year. We'd scored on the first possession of a football game. And then this uh, Cameron Carter got an interception because Kamara for uh, Colorado State came in and got the side of Cooper Lagaz's arm right as he's throwing. 
and that, there's no, there's Cooper did nothing wrong on that play. The guy grabbed his arm. It's just up there. And fortunately, uh, we had uh, somebody, Nana Davis, I think, ran fast enough to prevent a yeah. touchdown there. And it just ended up being a field goal. Yeah, I thought he was gone. And then fortunately, you know, we ran him down and then held him to a field goal. So that's that's a great example of never giving up on a play. And, you know, luckily our defense uh, played super tough on that possession. Because then they started the ball at the 29-yard line. And remember, they showed, well, we've got this new quarterback. But we they went to trickery right off the our bat, throwing a, a flanker around, handoff, pass back to a, a running back. They got 19. Fortunately, we tackled him at the 10-yard line there and not let him in. Then they couldn't go any closer than the 6, and they had to settle for a field goal. So 11.45 to play, 3 nothing. Then we came right back. And we're driving the ball, and then all of a sudden we had um, a, a kind of a, a backwards pass to Vaughn uh, that kind of st- slowed down our series on first down, lost a yard. Then we threw to Vaughn on inside screen, got five. And then we had, again, we had a Buchanan tight end catch, but on the fourth down it looked like there for a minute or two we might go for it, but then we brought Coles in, and he missed for 45. Connor Coles was 5 for 5 on the season up until there, and he missed that kick. He actually missed that one worse than the other one he missed the first half. The other one was longer at 52, mm-hmm. but it glanced off the side of the upright. Uh, it was pretty close to going in. Yeah, I, I was really pleased that he got another chance and nailed one in the second half. That was big for us because he's been solid, really solid, and we need a good kicker. Um, you don't want him to come out and go 0 for 2 and then have to sit on it for a week and all that stuff. So the fact that he came in, got one in the second half, that's huge for confidence. And, I mean, you know, 48-yarder and a 52-yarder, like, those are not gimmies by any means. So I don't feel too bad about those. Obviously, it would have been great to, to knock those down. But the fact that he got that one in the third, I think, kind of resets things, and, and he's, he'll, he'll keep kicking good for us. We gave, him, we gave him one first down the next time they had the ball and then stopped him, make him punt the ball. And we start off, and this is the scoring drive with still Cooper Legat quarterback. It started off with Briggs going for two yards. First off, we started at the, remember, at the 13-yard line. We got a false start. It's back to the eight. And then there's the roughing the passer call that took the ball out to eventually back to the 13 because of there were some offsetting penalties or something on that play the way it worked out. But we ended up getting it back to about the, the tw- I think we got to the 23 is I think where it was eventually. So maybe they did take all 15 yards there. But maybe that's when Lega started to have trouble because his head got slammed in the end zone on that play. Yeah, he, he got hit pretty good a couple times. And, you know, I... I don't know. It's tough. I, I I recognize why coaches tell quarterbacks to slide. I understand that. Now the tra- that was the the slide was later on that same series when he runs for nine yards and sliding down. When you're sliding, you're almost more vulnerable to get hit with your body and your head. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I think you just dive, just get down. Um, you know, guys have been taught enough to not go hit a quarterback when they're diving. I think that's less dangerous than these feet-first things where they give themselves up, and it's so hard for the defenders to pull off on a situation like that. So really, I think if you're going to get down, just just dive forward, get low quick, and you know get a few more yards, but not that awkward kind of feet-first thing that just always ends up 
looking more awkward and painful than it is effective. Plus, the officials always spot it poorly. It's like they give you two or three less yards than what you really get where the ball is. So then that was the nine-yard run that set up the 34. Throws an incompletion. Then Briggs runs for 12. Briggs runs for three. Vaughns makes a catch for eight. Cobbs makes a catch for 11 to take it to the 32-yard line. And then the beautiful pass over the top where only Justin McGriff could get in the end zone, a 32-yard touchdown pass to give the Aggies the 7-3 lead with 154 to left first quarter. You know, Lagarde does throw a beautiful long ball. And, you know, when you got a 6-6 receiver that, again, gets interested when it's in the end zone, I like that matchup. Then the only time, all of a sudden, this next series, uh, they start off, you know, that kickoff went out of bounds, and then they said it was off of them, kind of out of bounds. They thought they were going to start at the 37. They start at 32. And then they get a 24-yard catch on the second down. Then they're down to about the 33-yard line. They run Morrow for seven, and then he runs 26 yards for a touchdown, this is when we were missing tackles badly mm-hmm. at this point of the game, right at the start of the second quarter. And they're up 10 to 3, or 10 to 7 with that uh, touchdown. Yeah, there were several times in the first half where it seemed like, you know, we had them for a two yard gain or something like that, and then we'd miss a first tackle. And, and certainly on that touchdown, I think we he broke two tackles in the first five yards. So, yeah, uh, you know, tackling, you know, between the, between, you know, the, the, the lineman is not our forte, certainly. <laughs> much much more sure tackling in the second half for sure than the first. I mean, they yeah. didn't get much at all in the second half compared. Because they had a, a 98 yards of rushing in the first half of the game. And uh, where are my stats here as I go back to another page of ours? Uh, Colorado State ended up at the end of the game. Uh, they ended up having, um, I thought I was going to get team stats here. Let's see if we can get that. Uh, yeah, Colorado State only ended up with 99 rushing yards, and they had 98 at the half. Yeah. So we gave them one rushing yard in the second half. They did throw in the second half. They threw for uh, 88 yards in the mm. second half. So they only had 89 yards of offense against our defense in the second half. Fortunately enough, again, we got those two scoring drives to start the this, this second half and got it out to 17-10, and then they did get the one field goal after we fumbled the ball, and that was it. We did get some great pressure on mm-hmm. that young quarterback, and that was huge for us because even, even if you don't get to a young quarterback, the fact that you're bringing pressure, uh, you know, they're naturally going to throw a little high. They're going to go to that first read instead of progressing to the second or third. If you don't get to a better, more seasoned quarterback, you're in trouble because they're going to they're gonna pick you apart. But a young guy that maybe is antsy anyway, he sees a blitz coming. And then the fact that we did hit him a bunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one series where we hit him, I think, three plays in a row. He was hobbling. Those I didn't know if he was going to make it out of the first yeah. half there at the end either. I thought we might see another quarterback for them in the second yeah, half. Yeah, you don't forget stuff like that as a quarterback, and that starts to wear on you as the game goes on. And, you know, he he had a rough he had a rough night. I don't know what his, his you know, final stats were. but He it, threw 11 of 32 for 144 yards, no touchdowns, one intercepted. He ended up rushing. He, get, he ends up with a minus 14 rushing with the sacks and everything and five times. I don't have the number of sacks here yet in the stats. Uh, but when we get those, we'll try to pass that along officially how many sacks they gave. I know Grishik had to have may- maybe two in the game. Yeah, it seems I think like he might have had two. Um, and then, 
you know, we had another one where they called a, a face mask that wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that was a sack on third down or something. So, yeah, we got great pressure, which is kind of unusual for us. So that was, that was fun to see. We did have quite a few penalties tonight, it seemed like. A lot of times we had quite a few false starts. Is that a different quarterback uh, deal? We also had, first time this year, Chandler Dolphin had some snap problems. He, the one time, I think what happened is uh, the quarterback, I think it was Levi at that time, might have been almost like wanting to run or get it before the snap. It was not a bad, but one was definitely dribbled back. And we had a couple that were a little wild snaps in this game too. Yeah, that first fault start, I think, you know, on one of the, maybe the second play with, with Davenport in there, that makes sense. Their cadence is going to be a little different. Um, so that, that's pretty normal. The exchange with the, the center, I just think those were kind of some shanks because um, I didn't think it had anything to do with, with the snap count, but he did throw it into Levi's foot at least one time. So, you know, certainly bringing in a, a new quarterback is going to change that flow uh, a little bit. But, you know, again, they'll, they'll get that figured out, and, and they did even, you know, during the game. All right, we need to take another break, and then we'll be back with more of our post-game Aggie call. Again, we'd love to have you join with us with your texts. It's uh, 339-0321, or again, the phone number is 753-5868 for Aggie call post-game. Aggies win 17-13, and we'll return with more. Again, game day brought to you in part by Alpine Home Medical. Remember, what sets them apart is their superior level of quality service they provide to their customers. 774-4500 for CPAP supplies, lift chairs, compression stockings, oxygen supplies, and a whole lot more. Alpine Home Medical brings you our post-game coverage of game day as the Aggies win. Third win, 3-4 and four on the year, and 2-1 and one in conference play. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. The home for Aggie Sports. News Talk KVNU. 102 FM at 610 AM. And also on the Sports Talk, the fan, we do pregame and postgame. We'll be back on next week. Now that game is going to be at 745, they say, against Wyoming. It'll be on FS1. So you know with a game at 5 o'clock on FS1 that it won't start probably at 745. Uh, it might start close to 8 o'clock, or they might start it on FS2. But we'll plan on game day next week 
probably 6.05 we'll get started, and we'll do it up until about 7.45 on game day pregame, and then we'll be on immediately after the game tonight. Al Lewis, Ryan Bohm, Eric Franson, I want to make sure people are taken care of. Uh, do we have any other texts or things we need to talk about? Uh, yeah, a couple of texts coming through. Okay. Um, 4446, what's the root of being so undisciplined, so many penalties? Uh, well, we've, we've talked about that before. I know it's the, – the, you know, the guy – the guy does not need to dive into the end zone after he makes a long interception return. But that got negated because somebody else had made a holding call, which was unnecessary because he never needed a block, like we're saying on the whole deal. But I'm sure they're trained as as soon as you turn. You played maybe special teams a little bit. As soon as that happens or if you played on defense, you're supposed to go try to find somebody to help out, I guess. Yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, unfortunately, you know, guys are trying to make a play, especially, you know, D linemen are trying to go find the quarterback and blow him up and stuff. I mean, that's just, it's silly. But, you know, the fact that Hall dove into the end zone, that's, it, you really, you can't do stuff like that. It's just, you made a good play. It sure looked cool, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it does look cool, and he'll he'll have the film of it forever and all that kind of stuff. But really, but what is it they always say? Act like you've done it before. Act like yeah. you've been there before. And because, I mean, it, it ended up being significant mm-hmm. that, Especially because it's a, it's a, you know, after the play, they tacked it on. I mean, we had 30 yards of penalties on that play, yeah. and it's, it's totally unnecessary. Score the touchdown, give the ball to the ref, go celebrate with your buddies. You want to go dive on the sideline after, sure. over with your team? Go ahead. You want to do a backflip? You want to ha- hold up a WWE belt? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Awesome, right? But, like, between the lines in the game, I mean, come on, act, act like you've been there before and, and don't hurt your team. Because if, if, the, if the touchdown counted, then we're kicking off from the 20 or something, mm-hmm. and they're going to have great field position like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. It does no good. And we did have a few more holding calls tonight than we've had the last little bit. We've kind of stayed away from that. The false starts were the big deal tonight that we saw. But, you know, in fairness, on the other side, Colorado State – also had quite a few false starts and things that really hurt them tonight in the game, too. Ten so. penalties for both teams, 93 yards for Utah State, 90 for Colorado mm-hmm. State. It wasn't good that way. And the Aggies good. are one of the worst in the country at penalties on the year, yeah. and they showed that graphic, and we continue to get there tonight. So it's going to hurt you eventually. We got the win tonight, 17-13, but okay. Anything else there? Uh, 9315, and try to understand what he's saying here. Did Bishop just make all the bishops in Cache Valley smile <laughs> to meet the most? <laughs> new called for the Anderson Football Ward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I think I think I know what you're trying to say there. Well, there'll be some there'll be some religious uh, comments after this I'm game when sure. when Bishop Davenport helps us. Four one five eight. Wow, amazing game when Levi got injured and we were down at half. Definitely thought it was over. So happy it wasn't, and we pulled it out. I see talent in Bishop, but think that he could be a great quarterback in the future. Mm-hmm. And you've got you got to remember Lega and Williams both have two more years after this year too, so there's a there's an interesting quarterback situation coming up yeah, in the future. That's here. true. Nine three one zero. Another ten penalties. We were just talking about this. Yeah. Who is responsible to clean those up? They mentioned it in the TV broadcast that we're the worst in the nation in penalties. Yeah, and the coach is it's made it a priority, and he says that they take care of it their their way is what they've talked about before. I don't know if Coach Anderson talked about that tonight. Should we get to Coach well, Anderson? One last one question okay. here, and it's a good okay. one. I didn't notice this, but a question from four zero eight six. This has got to be something for Ryan if it's a real why, good question. <laughs> why was Nimrod punting? I didn't notice Nimrod punting. I never saw Nimrod punt the ball. I, I, I don't, I don't constantly, think I saw Again, first punt ever blocked in his career in this game. And he had one other when he kind of shanked off the side. It wasn't a great night when we 
on special teams wise, we ended up you know missing field goals and having bad punts and having a punt block. But we survived it. And usually, if you get a punt block, the stats say you normally lose the game. Constantly, is the only one credited for yes, punts. Yes, he's State. the only I just one who looked punted. it up. Yeah, he's so, the only one who punted uh, tonight. Maybe there was a misread on a number there. Okay, appreciate the uh, the text though. And there three three nine zero three two one. If you hear what the coach and players are saying, if you want to comment on that, make sure you do. And we appreciate HSA Depot by Sally Beauty in Logan, where you can conquer your health care. That's right. You can use your HSA or FSA uh, F. S-A, yeah, I said it right, uh, with medical supplies for your family right there. The HSA Depot is one of our new game day sponsors, and let's go to Coach Anderson after this win from Fort Collins, Colorado. Again, via, uh, I think it got here by Pony Express. Uh, usually, we, we're all we're all into this brand new technology. And carrier pigeon. And nothing worked and tonight. <laughs> at our end, at their end, nothing worked. So, again, somebody recorded it on uh, some um, reel-to-reel tape recorder device. So, here we go. What can you say? Wow. Um, definitely not the way we scripted it, but super proud of the guys to overcome all that happened. Obviously, the injuries were, were a big factor and, and thought that Levi came in and did a good job and then went down and Bishop obviously did a phenomenal job to, to help us uh, get in the end zone and finish up well. Um, defensively, to hold those guys 13 points and, and hit the quarterback like they did. A great job. If that thing gets out of hand from our defense, then, then we're not in a position tonight, at least, to to really make a run at it. Uh, Bishop has had no reps with our offense other than just drill work. And, and to go out and, and to be able to um, do what he did says a lot about just his poise and, and what really he's capable of moving forward. So a lot of injuries tonight, things we're going to have to look at. Hopefully we can get some guys healthy. We've got a really tough road trip next week. but. For tonight, that, that's when you celebrate. You'll remember uh, those just those games don't happen. To give up a block punt and to go through go through three quarterbacks uh, and lose as many guys as we did during the game. Those are games you you typically lose, and somehow we found a way to win. So we're gonna be thankful for that and celebrate all the way home to get back to work getting some guys healthy. So what do you got? You got some folks? No, but I'm gonna record it here too. Okay, just so we have there the video. Go. Just so we have the video. Sounds too. good. A little bit of a different way to win a football game than you're used to. What's the value of seeing your team go out and do it with, you know, defense and, and sort of grinding on that? Yeah, I think conference play, number one, to me, is you just kind of throw records out the window in conference play. Going on the road, you know anybody, any week. And, and they've got a bunch of talent out there. This can happen any week, even without the injuries. You can get in one of those games where just defense is playing well and things aren't going your way. But to add the adversity that we did face tonight and guys didn't panic and, and really uh, lifted each other up and came over there and got in Bishop's ear and, man, we got you. I, I just I just think that says a lot about your football team and super proud of, of our ability to do that because we've just we've not shown a tremendous amount of maturity this year. We've looked like a very inexperienced team. And tonight uh, you did things that experienced football teams do. Uh, in, in tough situations, and so I, I, maybe we grew up a lot. I'm hoping we, we did, and somehow found a way to get a, you know, an ugly win. There's no such thing as an ugly win right now with this group. What can you tell us about Cooper and Levi? You know, Coop had a concussion, so concussion protocol was set in. He uh, he took a shot, took a couple shots, one of which I thought should have been obviously a penalty. Uh, very frustrated that he wasn't protected when he slid. Uh, he. Um, did not remember the rest of that drive, I don't think. I think it, it, it just kind of was gone. 
so we checked him out and immediately we knew he needed to be pulled. Levi went down with an ankle and we'll just have to reevaluate that every day. But he wasn't in a position tonight to, to really be mobile and protect himself against a very good defensive front. And, and for us, you know, we just felt like Bishop gave us the best chance to, to be successful and I thought he did a phenomenal job. Byron left the game as well. Do you have any update on him? Yeah, questionable. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't go back tonight, and, and probably maybe a little bit safe, a little bit safe. It was a head injury type deal too, and we're just not going to play with that. We're not going to be, we're not going to put a guy in harm's way. So he seemed fine in the locker room, but at the moment that they did evaluate him, it just it was too questionable to put him back in that kind of situation. We're not going to do that. On uh, Bishop, what did you see from him just in, in standing in there and obviously not a, a huge explosive outburst offensively, but he, he handled it seemingly pretty well? No, he did. Just poised. And, and I, I got a chance to see him play in person in the playoffs in the state of Texas against one of the best teams in the, in, in the country and definitely in the state. And the thing that I came away from that game is the same thing I came away now. He, he's, the moment's not bigger than him. He was very calm. It was not perfect. There's he, he'll, he'll probably tell you, probably had some butterflies rolling, but, but the moment wasn't bigger than him. He connected dots when he needed to. He pulled the ball down and ran. There's going to be some plays that, that he's going to look at and we're going to look at that we need to fix, but for a guy that had not had any reps with us offensively other than just drill work on a daily basis, uh, I mean, he, he, he was very calm and collected and allowed us to have a chance to win a game. That's, that, that's all you can ask a number four, which is what he is. I mean, it's what he is. Number four to go in. That says a lot about our quarterback room moving forward. What uh, what did you see from Grishik tonight? Got to the quarterback three times. Yeah, that uh, it was needed. We have not really played this style of offense this year, uh, and, and so the ability to for our pass rush to show up uh, was something that was really important. This was a game that I think I, he had a chip. You know, there there was this one was circled. Uh, that's the staff that he played for at Nevada. And, I think he wanted to make sure and impress upon those guys that, that you know he could do his job and do it well, and and he did it when we needed it most. We hit the quarterback a lot tonight, and and this was one that uh, his energy showed up. Uh, but that's what he loves to do, and he, he did it when we needed it too most tonight. It's a pretty chippy atmosphere, all things considered. I don't know if it was as much on the field as it was kind of in the, <laughs> the stands. Um, how do you think the guys handled that? Uh, you know. It, I felt like that we've been in games where it was a little bit more emotional. I thought our guys stayed fairly calm. There was only a couple instances where I thought we got mixed up in it. Uh, clearly, we can't have a, you know, we can't have a 15 yard after we score a touchdown. There was a holding call that that would have brought it back, but just our response right there in what could have been a game-ending, seal the game type play, that was really the the only one that really showed up to me tonight. I, I thought the guys handled themselves fairly well. It was. It was energetic, and obviously the crowd was into the game, and it's a pretty cool environment, but it didn't seem as chippy down on the field as maybe some have been in the last couple of weeks. So no flipping in the end zone. Yeah, that, that, that's not, that one's one we'll, we'll make sure he, he knows that's not okay. He'll, he'll remember that one, I promise. Before the, the penalties, what was the feeling of seeing him pick off the quarterback? And well, we'd had a couple opportunities earlier in the game. It just couldn't come down with it. Uh, and, and you felt like with where we were offensively and where we were just you know playing Bish out there and trying to make sure that we didn't put him in harm's way, if you could get that kind of play, you, you could put the game away. And, and so that, that, you know, that, that, to me, having had our hands on the ball two or three times earlier in the night and not come down with it came 
at a, at a big, big time. I wish we'd have handled it cleaner and got in the end zone and really put ourselves in a good position. Uh, but the holding call would have been a problem, and clearly we can't we can't do selfish stuff and flip into the end zone. Uh, like I said, that will be one that we'll make a point with. How important is it, is it to have the, the steadiness of Cal Tyler Jr. three games over 100 yards? Yeah, yeah, just getting better every week. Uh, calming environment, you know, just his his demeanor is calm. I I, I would think that. Having a freshman quarterback center, he just is getting better. He's he's the senior, the veteran guy. I just think he's running the ball better and better each week. Got to give the offensive line credit too because they're they're moving bodies for him. Uh, but but I, he has a calming presence and this he's not a real vocal guy, but he doesn't seem to get rattled. And, and right now in a, in a game like tonight, that's pretty important. Yeah, three games in a row with a hundred yards rushing. I asked him uh, again this week: uh, Was he in the best groove he's been in? And uh, he had uh, two games in a row, a hundred yards, I think, before last year. But last year, during that period of time, he's averaging about three point eight a carry. He's averaging about seven, six yards a carry. Uh, you know, and tonight again, it was how many carries he ended up with? Twenty-four for one twenty-nine. So it's five point four. That's you. You get five yards of carry. You're you're really carrying the ball well. Absolutely. Yeah, our running game, you know, since BYU has been, you know, much, much improved. And I I think it's because we're being a little more deliberate with it. Uh, it's not as much of just zone run. Uh, we've kind of incorporated some pulling uh, linemen. You know, we brought in tight ends, uh, kind of a, almost like a fullback type position uh, from the tight end. So I love the fact that we're being a little more deliberate in our running. And then, you know, he's just making plays. So you tip my hat for him running hard the last few games. Yeah, but because, uh, again, he kept the five-yard average, and that is three games. It's four this year. He had four games last year with 100 yards rushing. But the, the big thing there is that there's absolutely no reps running the – offense by Bishop Davenport unless they did a little bit of something to spring football but it looked like they just kind of threw them in at the end of the spring game and things like that to let them play I don't know how much of the real offense is there so they're nothing involved in that to have to go in and, and do that tonight yeah when he was uh so we saw him a little bit in a closed scrimmage mm-hmm. in the fall he, yeah, he came came he in came just in towards in the end there the very end yeah. and it looked like okay you know here's an athlete mm-hmm. so he's got a good arm he'll get there someday but um, you know, that's, that's probably about it. I mean, outside of doing drills. I mean, this guy comes in, and like Coach Anderson said, look, you have to give a lot of credit to the other quarterbacks and the quarterback coach for at least keeping this guy engaged and understanding the playbook and what's going on, even though he was fourth on the depth chart. And today he came in and he did enough to get because get the even victory. in games, Ryan, he's got to see signals every once in a while from the side that he's never seen maybe before either in practice too. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible because if you if you think you know the number one guy gets eighty percent of the snaps, and the number two guy gets the other fifteen percent, and the number three guy maybe gets five, uh, the number four guy just holds a clipboard, and so. <laughs> To have him come in and run the offense says a lot about how he's prepared, how he's studied. I mean, mentally, it would be really hard to be locked in knowing that, you know, I mean, how many how many times in a season does the number four quarterback on any team anywhere in college football ever see the field? The last game we had four people throw a pass in was Jason Walker looked that up during the game at Alabama in 2004. 
And that's the last time we even had four. And we had Vaughn through a pass tonight uh, that was dropped by yeah. by Williams. So we had four guys throw the ball tonight too. Yeah, and that, and that's having like receivers and running backs throwing the ball. Uh-huh. I'm talking f- the fourth string quarterback yep. probably sees the field once every 10 years for any program. That'd be catastrophic. That's true. So the fact that he was dialed in enough to be able to put on his hat and go out there and win a football game says a lot about this kid. Because now, again, they, you would for sure, that I know they have traveled, again, all the road trips so far this year, they have traveled Bonner, and they've traveled Larson, who's always got the headphones on and the clipboard. We were talking about that with Jeff. He's the next quarterback to go in. And then they've traveled Levi and Lagaw. I'll bet you that Bishop Davenport maybe and now they might have traveled a bunch of guys to Alabama because it's not been conference games. If you go on the road, there's a limited number of teams. Sometimes you can even take, uh, you know, you might not even take another quarterback. And if you got if you got Larson handling all the signals and things, you might just take three guys in that. You wouldn't even take the fourth guy, too. You know. Yeah, that's it's something else. It's that's wild. Some, I, I would be shocked if you know in the last decade that a fourth string quarterback has seen this much time in a game mm-hmm. anywhere yeah. in college football and Gervin Hall it sounds like will be either doing lots of leg lifts or lots of up and downs or lots of something or others <laughs> this, this week in practice I would imagine all right let's take a break and then we've got the players we do have Bishop Davenport and uh, we also have uh, Daniel Grishik and we'll come back with more post game again it's our game day Aggie call remember our text line is 339 0321 and our phone number is 753-5868 if you want to join with us. We appreciate Golden Spike Electric. Don't let Mother Nature spoil uh, your day, your night, or your winter. Make sure you have a backup generator. They've got the Generac generators. Golden Spike Electric, 257-3016, their number. And also Aegis Home Health and Hospice. They provide nursing services and health care to Box Elder Cash in Rich Counties and have done that over 20 years. It's 723-9000 or myagis.com. A E-G-I-S. Aggie 1714. We'll be right back with more game day right here on KBNU and on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Chem Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Chem Drive Northern Utah. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. 
It's KVNU Aggie Game Day, brought to you by Aegis Home Health and Hospice on News Talk KVNU and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Al Lewis and Ryan Bowman, Eric Franson here post game. Aggies again have won two in a row now after the start. Again, three and four. Of course, a key deal there is you start to count to getting to bowl eligibility with wins. And they were just starting the second half of the season with this game. The last of the six. You'll only play two of them at home in the last six. And again, they'll be at Wyoming the next game. Then a bye before they come home for New Mexico. Then they go to Hawaii. Then play San Jose at home. And then play Boise State. Finish the year. That's the way the season will go. Anything else in the text line? Uh, Yeah, a couple more texts have come through. Um, 4086 said, I think Ryan and I made up. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> we we did we did I, I I had a good call with uh, you know that gentleman uh, during the week and you know we we kissed and made up. And, okay. You know he called me out before, but he was just joking. So it's all good. Uh, Nine three one five is is Williams better at passing accurately, or is Bishop a better accurate passer? Uh, the one thing about Levi Levi's got a heck of an arm. And he's big, and he can run the ball well. But he is a little bit. You saw they went after some bombs with him. Remember that all of a yeah. sudden they went to him, and tried to throw those long passes, uh, you know, to try to get something down the field there. And they did it with Bishop Dave, uh, Davenport there too in the one series. Yeah, I don't think Levi. I think he's a run first guy yeah. because you know even even that throw to McGriff on the side. If McGriff's not six six, he doesn't make that catch. And so I think even the easy stuff for him is. You know, not necessarily easy. So uh, Davenport, I mean, might give him a run for his money in terms of accuracy even right now. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd agree with okay. that. Um, no, no more text. We okay. got through all of our texts. And I loved, again, this interview with Bishop Davenport after the game. Again, appreciate Cash Valley Bank always sponsoring. We'll have some final stats from them here before we're done tonight. The unique needs and they craft solutions to fit your business situation. They want to work with small businesses here in the Valley. Cash Valley Bank brings you our post game. And here's Doug Hoffman, the media director, introducing this to the media. Listen up. And quarterback Bishop Davenport. Bishop and I haven't even met yet. That's how yeah. new he is to all of this. So uh, go ahead and ask Bishop questions. Bishop, did you have any idea you were going to play tonight? Not at all. Not at all. Did I mean, I, I kind of go into every game trying to prepare myself that I am going to get in, but no, nah, not at all. I haven't. Have what was the feeling that coming in where you're, you know, going for the first time, knowing that you have to pass for the first time for the quarter? What was that feeling? That it's an exciting feeling. It's like you're excited, but you have to focus on what you got to do, get the dub, and then you can celebrate and all stuff like that. So I stay focused, honestly, and stay calm and just not get overwhelmed by the situation. How prepared did you feel for that? Mentally, probably like 90%. Physically, I went. That's what it is. This is a hostile environment. How did you block that out and focus on your own? Honestly, I liked it. It felt good. It's like, they felt like it was cheering for me, for cheering for us. So, and then when they got quiet, he felt even better because you know you were doing something right. So yeah, that was, I like that. Good environment. What'd you see from Calvin tonight? Calvin, he did, he did his thing. He helped me, motivate me, get me in my comfort zone. He was telling me on the field, like, just stay focused. It's just do you, play ball. Going through your mind when you scored that first touchdown, it seemed like you were eyeing people, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was just excited, just I just thanking God just for the situation, for the blessing, and just trying to get my team to dub. Did you feel like you were able to 
you ran through somebody on a couple, a couple yeah. plays before that. Is that, uh, is, that, is that something that is encouraged with the quarterbacks, or is that just something that they can't stop? Nah, it's not, but I'll do it. Yeah, they, they encourage me to slide and start diving, but I'll, I'll put my shutter down for sure. Why is that? Where's that? Where's that come from? Just being, when I was younger, I used to run a lot, barely through, and then once I got to high school, that the throwing aspect came into it, so it just kind of came together. I'm sure, you didn't know it at the time, but how does it feel scoring the money touchdown? It feels good. Feel great, actually. Feels great, especially when you got a team like this behind you. Yeah, it feels great. What did the guys do to kind of support you on the sidelines, or just in general? Just keep me motivated, make jokes, you know. Stuff like that. Just tell me you do me. Just stay comfortable. Stay comfortable. He, he's, he doesn't like sliding, Ryan. Did you hear him say I that? I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, it, it's the more I thought about it, if the fact that he really had, you know, zero expectation to get into a game like this is probably better. Might have helped, yeah. I mean, it just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gets thrown into the game, doesn't have a week to sit and stew about it and think about it and pressure and all this stuff. And so he just gets baptism by fire. Uh, I think that's better at the quarterback position than to sit there and think about it and hear things and interviews and all this stuff that would happen otherwise. So you well, just remember, get, just remember muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Remember Cooper Lega in the bowl game. I'm sure he thought, you know, Bonner, whatever. And all of a sudden, he's got to go in. First pass, he, he just chucks it down the field. And maybe the th- same thing. And Lega told me when I interviewed him before this season, he said, I said, remember, you were supposed to start that Wyoming game. And everything was preparing that you were going to be the quarterback that year before in the COVID year. And then we didn't go. Mm-hmm. And he said, in my mind, I still feel that that was like better for me to have done what I've done now and come into the bowl than to have to. He was getting prepped for that whole week yeah. and getting all stewed up and then didn't play that game against Wyoming, too. Yeah. So I think especially for somebody as young as Bishop with no reps, everything else, the fact that he just got chucked out there to the Wolves and it was just muscle memory, like you said, and just going back to what you know he's done up to this point probably was better. Well, and credit to Calvin Tyler Jr., the other teammates trying to keep him loose, making jokes, telling him to just be himself, not try to go out and do something abnormal beyond what he can do. And mm-hmm. uh, credit to that offensive staff, too, understanding what plays they felt comfortable throwing his way that he could have a chance to execute. So great job by Utah State making sense of all that and getting the win. In a real tough situation, again, uh, for everybody to come out and, and talk about that for sure. But... There was a guy who you could tell was really jacked up on this game. And I also loved our media relations director up at Utah State, uh, Doug Hoffman, as he introduced him to the press afterwards. you got to listen to what he said about Daniel Grishik, and he does run down all of his stats for tonight. We got uh, graduate junior defensive end Daniel Grishik had uh, career-high three sacks, career-high three-and-a-half tackles for loss, forced fumble, pass breakup. What else did you do? Is that enough? Special teams? (laughs) Go ahead and ask Daniel questions. Daniel, any extra motivation tonight? Uh, you know, them are old coaches. I love those guys. And they run the air raid on my pass rusher, so it was just perfect. You know, I finally got to uh, get a lot of pass rushes in. My back end was holding up a long time, so it was great, you know. Uh, how was it dealing with this kind of intense environment? It got a little chippy. Oh, it did get chippy. But, uh, you know, we all rally as a team. Every time stuff gets chippy, we all come together. Like, that's the number one thing. Coach Bonner do a great job. If he sees somebody going out the way, Coach Bonner said rally. Like, we rally together. Take a deep breath. So, really shout out to Coach Bonner and the leaders. What does 
playing against this kind of offense change things for a defensive lineman? Obviously, you have a lot of experience with that. Oh, man, we could go. Yeah. We could go. Last week, Air Force, Reggie Keys, like, wasn't really be able to set free. BYU, they do a lot of stretches, so we, it's just it's, it's better. Like, I don't know. It's this type of game you want to play, type of offense you want to play against. There are moments that the running back got away and, and there were some, some missed tackles and things like that, but you also got the, a lot of tackles for loss, probably the most this season. What, you, you know, you know I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the session. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, we were missing a lot of tackles, so it's bad, but I mean, Avery's a good back. That's my guy. Like, who's on the team? He's a good back, big guy. He's family, so. But we came, like I said, we rallied together. We said, hey, no more of that. Like, AJ, MJ, them was our best. Them was some of the best linebackers I've played with. So, you know, they rallied up. They ain't missed the tackle with the rest of the game, I think. How do you think the team responded to this, this uh, atmosphere going on the road and going out and getting your, your first pair? Oh, we love it. Yeah. We love it. We love everything. Block punt, ball in the 20. Oh, yeah, come on, bring it up. Ball in the, y'all can put the ball in the fire yard line. We, we love it. We love it. I'd rather do that than uh, I wouldn't. But that's more fun to me than, than starting on the 25-yard line, you know. We love it. Me more. Me more. Does that get you fired up when you go out there? I think you had two of those defensively. Oh, yeah. Ball in that situation. Oh, yeah. You should, I wish I could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get back out there. Um, what, did, what did you see from, uh, from Gervin Hall in the secondary? He got that interception that, that really helped close it at the end. Oh, man. Our secondary was eating today. They was doing their thing. They was trapping up. I feel like... Sometimes I feel like I had a five-second pass for us. So, you know, they was doing their thing today. I love it. We're getting better. We're really getting better. I feel like this is a completely different team. Y'all look at week one, two, three, four. This is a completely different team. Completely different team. But, hey, we got to get back to work, improve, do it all again next week. How do you as a defense um, support Bishop coming in, you know, as the fourth-string guy? Well, you know, we see Bishop every day doing his little quarterback drills, his little cute drills, you know. But, hey, it's working. He came in there cool, calm, collective. I couldn't tell you a freshman. He came in there, ran, threw, you know, threw good balls, then throw it to the defense. So, man, Bishop going to be good. Bishop going to be real good. That is Daniel Grishik after the game. You know, I was just thinking, even as he mentioned that, you'd almost think the quarterback has been fourth or fifth to be running the other team stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know how many more guys we've got at that spot. We had another freshman. I know we have another freshman quarterback on the team. I don't know who runs scout squad. Do you think that they might, Grishik and some of those guys might see them in practice every once in a while at that spot? No. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, so. I'm trying to think. Um, scout team, uh, yeah, usually scout team was, were, were some walk-on guys. Mm-hmm. You usually didn't want to get your – because those, oh. those those guys are getting crushed. Yeah, they so do. you probably don't want to put a Although scholarship nowadays, guy out there. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but you do have the situation nowadays where they don't hit quite as much as they used to. And, uh, again, University of Utah is going to go for two after they just scored 48 seconds to go in the game. Ooh, going for the win. Going for the win here after they just scored on a fourth down against USC here. So let's see what Cam Rising and the Ute. Uh, uh, they snap it back, and he's looking, and he sides. Oh, he can oh, run he's for run it. He got, got it. it. Oh, and Utah leads it. by one with 48 <laughs> seconds. Oh, wow. he stretched it in, almost got sacked. The other quarterback, of course, is Chase Tua Tagovailoa, who is another kid out of Orem High School that the Aggies have that's listed as a quarterback on the roster besides then Larson. So really they have the six quarterbacks that are listed on their roster right now. So uh, what did you think? Uh, Daniel Grishik, you know, you can tell he's revved up, and he was revved up in the right way to do it the right way tonight against uh, this Colorado State team. You can get revved up and 
and it can backfire a little bit too. And sometimes. we've seen that a couple of well, too many times for Utah State, and it's still not totally cleaned up for the Aggies. But Grishik, he's fun to talk to when he gets fired up. Uh, he's a, he's an emotional guy. He's a very animated guy. And uh, when I spoke to him back at the end of July, when fall camp training camp got underway for Utah State. He let me know this was one of two games circled on his schedule. Um, the other one's Hawaii. The other one's Hawaii because, because yeah, Timmy Chang was on that Nevada staff mm-hmm. for a long time, and uh, he was anxious and, and eager to play this game. Because he was a tight end coach. And remember, Grishik, I think the first time he went to Nevada, they were kind of walk-on as a tight end. I think is where it started before he moved to defense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he started out as a tight end and converted to a defensive. So Timmy end. Chang would have been what he, who he dealt with and everything like that. And again, like he said, he got a chance. Now I don't know if they can feel the same against Wyoming. They might be able to to feel defensively when they play San Jose, who's a little more of a throwing team and all. But uh, you know, I'm, now USC's going to run back the kickoff, or at least get out. They're going to have. Oh, look like there's a penalty. Yeah, there is a penalty on the players. USC got it back to about midfield on the kickoff, but a penalty will probably drop it, uh, pull it back a little bit more. So Utah by one in that game. Uh, the Indians scored three, or the Guardians. I'm sorry, scored three in the night to beat the Yankees in the oh, game. Wow. They're up two games to one, and the Mariners scored in the 18th inning in the baseball playoffs and won one to nothing. Against the, um, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Astros scored one in the 18th and beat the Mariners, so they're done in that series three games to nothing. And the Phillies moved on in their series. And let's see if I can get you the Dodgers and Padres score uh, right now. It's 2 nothing Dodgers in the fifth inning. And, of course, that series is 2-1 San Diego. Mm, yeah. So that one might go to the, the limit. These have been some pretty intriguing playoffs. So Cleveland can wrap it up against the Yankees at home tomorrow. Uh, if the Dodgers win, the Padres and Dodgers will play a fifth and deciding game. And the other two series are done. Houston's moved on and Philadelphia's moved on in baseball playoffs. Uh, interesting day. College football, baseball, all that going on. Uh, we'll take another break here. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Half of all organizations have been victims of ransomware. Again, get with Les Olson on their security suite they have available. Your office technology partner, Les Olson Company, brings you the Aggies 17-13. And we'll be back with one last segment of game day. Aggies win over at Colorado State. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. 
Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's Parts Department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers. And Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. All right, we always appreciate you joining with us before and after every game. And next uh, Saturday night, we'll get started pregame. We're figuring around 6.05 to take you up to about 7.45 for Utah State and Wyoming. That'll be on FS1, which will probably start on FS2 uh, next Saturday night, I'm guessing, there. And uh, then the Aggies will have a bye. But again, they've got two in a row going to Wyoming. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think Craig looked it up, and it's the first time we've gone back-to-back to, back to Colorado State and Wyoming in like 100 years or something like that. In, in Is that normal? Yeah. To have to play those two back-to-back. Back. This, um, you know, eventually down the road here, if they play another 15, 20 years in this conference, Colorado State, Utah State, with BYU and Utah not playing us anymore, that will become our longest-running series. Uh, it's going to take a while to get to the Utah one numbers, but really that's going to be our longest rival would be Colorado State and then Wyoming will be our next longest rival. And there's be some years with this new scheduling, we yeah. might not even play them. Though, That's too. true. So. They're not part of the uh, new system with uh, getting rid of divisions. Utah intercepted the ball, so they're done. No, it would no, be a pass think interference. there was a P.I. Oh, okay. That would be my guess. So you, uh, Southern Cal will get another 15 yards, and they have eight seconds, so they got one more maybe Hail Mary or some other pass. About yeah, it. they'll probably put, because I think they ran it, for the sort of interception, they'll probably be 15 seconds. Yeah, they'll I'm put guessing. more time on the clock. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, got a few texts okay. coming yeah, through. Yeah, let's check them Six. out for cat. Let me just mention Cash Valley, your nose and throat, Allergy Clinic, Hearing Aid Center. They're accepting new patients. They're in North Logan and Providence. Most insurance products, including Select Med, are accepted. For more information, again, for headaches and migraines, they can help you as well at Cash Valley, your nose and throat. Now. All right, 6021. At least we aren't like BYU and using our quarterbacks going down as an excuse. On Twitter <laughs> after Notre Dame, they were complaining. And they it was were blaming the Aggies. Yeah. And there's actually just, it wasn't just after that game. It's been no. going on all week. And it's still going on. <laughs> they hurt Chucky e. Keaton a long time ago. Oh That's true. Hey, it, you know. We got to give them some credit. Those helmets were pretty cool. Yeah. But the rest of the day was perfect for BYU football. <laughs> but they did have some pretty cool helmets. Okay. Right. Uh, they won't take responsibility for the bad put, uh, pass protection, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nine three one five. So who gets the most media coverage in Utah? The winning team or the two losing teams? If Utah loses, well, well this was sent in before yeah, Utah. Yeah, and Utah's now going to got a one conversion. point lead with one last play left here in the game. Just keep it on the field is all Utah needs to do here. Yeah. So. A great win tonight for the Aggies, though. They do, do deserve some attention with the way that they found a way to come, pull that victory out. I mean, uh, a lot of odds stacked against them, a lot of adversity, 
and they still found ways to uh, come out on top. There'll be We're, very little coverage in the state, though, of our game no. compared to these other two today with Arkansas. Arkansas and, in town, yeah. USC mm-hmm. in town. Uh, Weber State's undefeated. Yeah, they're going to have to get the coaches all off the field to be able to play the last play of this game for Utah and Southern <laughs> Cal. <laughs> Neither coach wants to leave the field right now, you know, so... But, uh, yeah, Utah State now has to turn around to take on a Wyoming team that's historically been kind of physical, tough, aggressive. Remember, even on Jordan Love's great years of offense, we had a tough time moving, and then they blew us out last year. Now that was Levi Williams, at quarterback, in that game. There for a minute today, I mentioned, as soon as he came in, it might have been Levi Williams against Andrew Peasley in the game next week. Uh, it still might be. Yeah, it's, yeah you never know. It's true, because his ankle will be uh, checked day-to-day, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, as uh, Coach Anderson said in his postgame presser, you know, this didn't feel like he would be in a position to protect himself yeah. out there on the field. You could tell when he tried to plant with his right foot to pass the ball. He wanted yeah. that foot immediately off the ground. So with a, if it is Davenport, how much does that change maybe with the game plan for Utah State next week? It looks like he could be a running quarterback to do some of the things. We're going to have to, you know, Wyoming's going to be tougher to run the ball against, I think, than Colorado State, for sure. They've always been perennially, they held, like I said, they held Air Force under 200 yards rushing in the game against Air Force and beat them 17-14. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly not going to try and, uh, you're not going to put him in a lot of places where he can make a really bad decision. Right, you're going to try and keep it pretty simple, you know, two reads at the most, get him out on the outside, roll him out, do a lot of stuff to protect him. Uh, short throws, and when he does throw long, it's probably deep and outside. So, I mean, they're certainly going to do some things to not put him in a bad spot, but he made some good throws today, and he, he really did. I mean, coach made the comment that the moment wasn't too big for him. So, I don't envision the moment being too big next week. And now, like I said, had the baptism by fire, scored a touchdown, won the game, and if he's the guy, I think we got a pretty good chance. I mean, I he he showed well, and he's going to make mistakes. Young guy's going to make mistakes, but you know he played good enough. If he could do that again next week and makes a little bit of improvement, you know, make some more throws. And our defense plays solid. We got a chance to win that game. Yeah. Uh, another opportunity for this team to rally around a new quarterback. I mean, they <laughs> do that just a few weeks ago, uh, and uh, they got to do it again. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on the uh, wide receivers to run cleaner, crisper routes, to uh, make themselves more available, to go after a ball and really fight to get the ball. That would certainly help <laughs> if a certain couple of few guys did that, but. Um, yeah, it'll be fun to see how Utah State prepares this week. I feel so bad. It, it, it just all of a sudden, it's just hit me, though, as I feel so bad for Cooper Lega because he was really getting into the field that you just kind of felt like, hey, this team was starting to be his offensively. I mean, the, the one turnover, uh, you know, tonight's not his fault. I think they would have scored, like Ryan said, more points in this game, and I think we would have been a lot better off and feeling better about our future here in the next little bit with Lega. Yeah, it's too bad, you know, but... The fact but of the matter football. is, that's football, yeah. right? So this stuff happens. It is next guy up. And luckily, you know, fortunately, the next guy up seems pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyoming with a bye week this week. Yes, they did not. They didn't have to They could have a chance to kind of rest up and get ready for a home game and that kind of thing. And we'll have to, again, come back. And it sounds like get a lot of guys hopefully healthy, which will be hard to do, and, and then turn around and – and have to get it back over there on Friday. Yeah, the, the real big question is, you know, passing concussion protocol for mm-hmm. both uh, uh, Cooper Lega and uh, Byron Vaughn. Yep. You know, can they, you know, 
can they you know, just with the recovery with the with the concussion and what's going on there it looked like um, Vaughn's maybe wasn't quite as significant as Cooper's, but each person's different in how it affects them and how they recover. Ryan, thanks a lot for joining with us again tonight. You bet. And uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, Eric, thank you for joining with us tonight as well. Always a pleasure. Okay, and uh, we appreciate, again, Jason Walker. We appreciate Doug Hoffman getting all this stuff here with the Zoom not working. Utah's got to run one, uh, defend one more pass play in this game. Meantime, 24 first downs for the Aggies, 16 for Colorado State. The Aggies were 6 of 16 on third down. Colorado State was 2 of five, uh, 15. So the Aggies held them. They were one of the worst teams in the country with that. And then, as it turned out, Colorado State ends up with 99 rushing yards. So they only got one yard in the second half, and they had 163 passing. So they end up with 262 yards. USC's last throw is batted down, and so that should be just about it in that game. Utah wins by one. Aggies only threw 14 of 31 for 138 yards, but 390 yards of total offense. So we get close to the 400 we've been getting the last couple games, and we got 252 on the ground. I think that might be about a season-high rushing or close to what we had against Connecticut, but we did have the 10 uh, penalties, and they had 10 as well. Two turnovers, Aggies won for the Rams in this game. So that'll finish it up. The stats for Cash Valley Bank always here at the end of the game. We appreciate all of our game day sponsors who make it possible. And so, like, we're figuring about 6.05 next Saturday night to get started. And then the Aggies at Wyoming, it'll be about 7.45, 7.50 that will start on one of the Fox channels. So have the rest of a good weekend, everybody. Aggies win 17-14, and they are 2-1 and one in conference play. That's it for tonight. News Talk KVNU Logan, 102 FM at 610 AM. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.